Welcome to the Life and Rhythm Podcast, where we hope to equip rhythm communities to be formed by God with one another for the good of others in the valley as it is in heaven. Welcome to the Life and Rhythm Podcast. I'm sitting here with my friend, Nancy. Nancy, how are you? I'm good. You are? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nancy and I, we had a little bit of trouble uh, hooking up this Zoom call, but we're making it happen. And uh, truthfully, I am delighted to have you be a part of this. So thank you. Thank you. I'm delighted to be a part of it. I'm yeah. excited. I'm excited. Good. Me too. You know, we're spending this whole season in our podcast talking about gospel clarity. And uh, before we get to that, I just want to describe who you are. So you're a homemaker, which I love that word, Mm -hmm. speaks of creativity and hospitality, Mm -hmm. which I think you're both of those things. You're a Bible teacher, mentor, advisor. You love to have people in your home. I've had your crepes in your house. My goodness. So good. (laughs) You're passionate about people grasping the authenticity of the gospel message for spiritual transformation into Christ likeness. Come on. So good. You're the mother of three, uh, one of whom was a real good friend of mine, Ben. Your son was a real good friend. Grandma of four, married to Stephen for 51 years. And that man is a hoot. (laughs) He's he's another kind of breed. They don't make him like Steve no No. more. No. Nope. (laughs) <laughs> and you've been in full-time ministry with him for 26 years, and you're the co-founder of Kingdom Seeker Ministries, uh, which is best known for the gospel study, right? Yes. yes. Cool. So tell us a little bit about you, Steve, how the gospel study came to be. Just catch us up on all things Jeffries. Okay. Yeah, so Steve and I um, actually met in high school. Um, I have been, um, I've lived in central Illinois my entire life. Stephen moved in to Illinois um, when he was 16. So we've known each other a lot of years. A lot of years. Um, We were both raised in the church. Um, Stephen was raised Catholic. He was the first of seven children. I was raised Methodist. So I went to a United Methodist church. So our parents were very faithful in giving us a good um, spiritual foundation. But in both of those, um, I would say, church situations, we never really understood what intimacy with Christ was or that we could have a personal relationship with Christ. So we were married on October 3rd of 1970 and in a Catholic church. And then after we were married, we would go some to the Methodist church and some to the Catholic church. And sometimes, um, depending upon what we had done the night before, we might just sleep in. (laughs) So uh, it was more about church and the right thing to do than it was about really, even I would say worshiping. It was just the right thing to do. That's what we were raised to do. In my um, early 30s, I began to feel like there was something missing. Um, we had um, a nice home. We had two cars. We were the kind of the typical middle-class Midwestern um, family. From the outside, looked like things were pretty good, but on the inside, things were not so good. 
and there were some struggles in our marriage and Mm -hmm. I, I just needed, um, I needed some hope and I just started searching for the Lord. And as our great and merciful God is, he met me in that place. He kept putting people in my life that had something that I wanted. Um, and just by his grace and mercy, one night happened to be my wedding anniversary, anniversary, October 3rd, 1981. I knelt and prayed a prayer. Didn't even really know what the prayer was. And I had a glorious, uh, is the only way I can describe it. Glorious, um, transformation, um, and, um, salvation experience or conversion experience, if you want to call it that. About a year later, um, Steve had a very similar situation. At a, uh, he went to a Catholic Curcio. I'd been praying for him for a year. He went mm-hmm. to a Catholic Curcio. Um, and in the same way, very gloriously met the Lord Jesus. Stephen was a disabled Vietnam veteran, yeah. had a lot of, of weight and baggage from the war, um, from war wounds, um, inside and outside. So, but he was gloriously converted on October 3rd of 1982. That's the truth. About a year and two days there. Our wedding anniversary, both October 3rd for me and October 3rd for Steve. So our spiritual birthdays and our wedding anniversary is the same day. And I will tell you that God in those moments saved our marriage. So there's a story about that, but that's for another time. Wow. So that tells you a little bit about our background. And um, then in 1995, God called me first into full-time yeah. ministry. And then Stephen, a year later, I always said he's just a little bit behind. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been in full-time ministry for 26 years now. That's beautiful. And how did... Uh, how did the gospel study come about? I know it had something to do with a guy named Paul Thompson. Yes. And mm-hmm. when was the first edition written? Like, when did you guys compile that uh, journey? Because it's how many weeks? It's, right? it's 10 weeks. Well, it's 10 lessons. 10 lessons. It ten sometimes lessons. takes people nine months than 10 weeks. More nine like, months. about like nine months. You know, kind of like half. having a baby. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. I like that. So, well, the way we got it... Um, I had hit a place of burnout in 2004 and took a dive um, emotionally into a depression. Mm -hmm. We had a good friend in Atlanta, Georgia, that was a counselor. And I went and spent three days with her. And part of my assignment was to do a Bible study called The Glory of the Gospel based on, you know, the book of Galatians. Most of the material was written by Tim Keller. Um, Paul Thompson, a world team missionary, took it and kind of got he got Tim Keller's permission and tweaked it and made it um, uh, more usable for a for a missionary family like missionaries. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they recorded that um, session. He 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 taught it as a as as a retreat in Colorado Philippines in 1999, and they recorded all of the sessions, and wow. then he had. Um, material, hard copy material that we got our hands on and um, just 
started studying, started listening to his lectures, which for me at that time, the only way I can really think of describing it was um, like taking a soothing balm. One of the things mm. of my depression, I had this heaviness. I couldn't get my breath. And yeah. his, Paul Thompson's words shared from the book of Galatians and the way he did it was like a soothing balm that just un, unleashed um, a lot yeah. of the weight that I had been feeling in my Christian walk. So that was in 2004. Yep. And I compare it to, if I can, you like can. almost a second conversion experience. Yeah. My first conversion experience was extremely radical, life-changing. I was walking one way, turned around, was walking another way. Mm-hmm. And so I really felt like understanding the gospel in the way of not just for your justification or salvation, but yeah. for your everyday living yep. and the power you know, Paul says the gospel is power. He doesn't say it's about power. He says it is right. power. And yep. I think many Christians take the gospel to come into a relationship with Christ and unfortunately leave that gospel power for the day that Christ returns or they die. Wow. And all of that power stays over here when in all actuality, it's for us to live every single day of our life. And it was like, a, it was just like a light went on for me. And I was set free to serve God out of the beauty of the gospel instead of out of law and duty. And a part of my depression was that, Matt. It was... I never felt like I did enough. What mm-hmm. is enough? Come on. What is enough to um, earn God's acceptance and love? Even though I knew that wasn't true, I still lived it. And when I got a deeper, more authentic understanding of the gospel, all of that changed for me. So it was really like another born again experience. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I said that I was born again again. <laughs> <laughs> if I knew that terminology, but you know, Jesus well, used I mean, terminology. Right? I, I think it's beautiful. It, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the Apostle Paul in Galatians is trying to reawaken them to the gospel that they first heard. Absolutely. When he was, and I think that's exactly what happened to you, which is so beautiful that you and Steve both you crossed the line of faith. You surrendered your life. You said, yes, I want to do this. I want to be an apprentice of Jesus. But like most Christians, and and I really mean that, I think a lot of people, exactly what you said, such beautiful language, we leave the power of the gospel in that experience. And we forget to preach the gospel to ourselves every day. Every day. Every Every day. day. For everyday living. Mm -hmm. That's one of my favorite things about your whole journey with the gospel study is that there's a section in there that talks about how do you, what are you preaching the gospel to yourself? Mm-hmm. And to yeah. me, it reminds me of like the psalmist, you know, when, when the psalmist writers say, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. It's like they're preaching to themselves in the yes. Psalms. Yes. And they're trying to reawaken themselves to the big R reality that God is sovereign and he is yeah. good and he is moving history 
towards his desired end and his promises still stand and there can be hope in our every day. Uh, so let me, let me clarify something for people who don't know okay. you or maybe don't know your journey. So okay. since that second conversion or the reawakening, um, I'm assuming it hasn't been all just sunshine and roses since that time. No. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so what are things for yourself? I mean, you've been a missionary in some sense. You've been sent uh, to people to remind them of this. So for yourself, Nancy, what is it in this season of life? How are you preaching the gospel to yourself now? And how are you experiencing its power now? What kind of season are you in? Well, I'm in a exciting season, I would say. I'm 72, and um, so I, I have kind of a, a little saying right now yeah. for people my age. Do, do what you can do that someone else can't do. I don't know if that makes sense, but totally it's kind sense. of like, you know, some people can go help with a youth ministry or some people can go help with a, um, you know, like a, a food pantry or whatever. Well, what I can do that is different than other people is I can teach and lead the gospel study because I do live it on an everyday basis, you know, and yeah. through teaching, I... I get it myself again. I relive it again. I have people ask me, you're still, you're still leading the gospel study. You're still teaching Galatians. Aren't you? Doesn't, isn't it boring? And I want to say, what is boring when you see someone who's been a Christian their entire life. Yep. Discover the beauty of the authentic gospel of what's really I mean, it's like the most exciting thing to me that anybody could do to have sitting here in my living room and seeing somebody, the light goes on and they're like changed. It's, yeah. it's like when somebody comes to Christ from the very beginning. Yeah. And so for me, it's almost, I'm not going to say it's more exciting than somebody coming to Christ, but it sure is as, as exciting. That's good. And so the, the second thing that God has led me to after the gospel study, because so many people would say, and even I would say this myself, where do we go now? Yep. Where do we go from here? How do we keep this? You know, uh, not to put down other Bible studies, but a lot of other Bible studies are a lot on doing yes, where right. the glory of the gospel is a lot on just trusting, leaning, surrendering. And how do we keep that? And so God in his grace also sent me, for a two-year program where I learned spiritual rhythms called sacred rhythms. And I look at those sacred rhythms as a container yep. to hold the good news in. Wow. And so I've learned to do some practices yeah. um, that allow me to hold that. And Can that's you, where I'm at right yeah. now is taking women, mostly that's who i I meet with beyond the gospel study into these, what I would call more contemplative, deeper intimacy times with the Lord to hold what they've gotten in the gospel study. I, does mm. that make sense? hundred percent. Yeah. My, that kind of leads me to my, 
the question that I wanted to ask you, which was what is a rhythm or two that has helped you to root yourself in that authentic gospel over, you know, even the sacred rhythms piece, Ruth Haley Barton, love her work, but what's one or two things that you would say to the listeners who are, you know, just curious about, well, what rhythms are you talking about? Which one can I try on? What's been, what's been transformative for you? Well, I know that the, probably one of the main things is what I would call a time um, daily, if possible for me, where I, I mean, I'm an early morning person, so I get up early in the morning and I like to uh, read some scripture as a sort of springboard and then take that scripture into a time of just silence, sitting in the presence of the Lord. And I because I practice this for many years, I spend 20 minutes in silence sitting in the presence of the Lord. And just think about that. Just think about being in God's presence. And what would you say to somebody who's like, okay, Nancy, I'm not a 20 minute person right now. (laughs) Where could they start? I mean, would you say it would be helpful for you to read a scripture and even try two minutes? Yes. of uninterrupted time where you're letting that thing just marinate in your soul. And that's exactly where I do start people. Two minutes? You know, yeah. I, I start them like two minutes, three minutes. I mean, a minute is long for some people, yeah. you know? Um, but, yeah. but for me, you know, it's, it's grown. If this isn't something that's what I'm saying, this isn't something that's just happened like out of the clear blue no. that I would sit for 20 minutes, but I've, yeah. I've, how do I want to say? I've just practiced it. Yeah. To the point where I do set an alarm so I'm not checking the clock. But when the alarm goes off, I'm like, oh, it's I don't want it to be done. And it yeah. seems like it went very quickly. Yeah. The other one I would say um, is a practice called the examine, mm. which is where you go through the entire day from morning to evening, identifying where where you saw the Lord at work in your life. It's just caused me to be so much more aware, even in the moment of this was like a hug from God for me right now, you know? And then also you look at where did you struggle and bring that in, into that place of presence with God? Where did I struggle? What do I need help for, for tomorrow? I think the examine for me has, has, I have a, a, a longing and a desire in, in my heart and in my soul to experience the love of God. I know about it in my head, yeah, but I want to experience it in my heart and soul. Because I believe that's yeah. where all other things of Christianity come out of. Yes. Our obedience, if it's not preceded by an understanding of the deep and wide and high and long love that he has for us, mm. then that's serving us. That's not serving God. No. So the more I can see God's hand at work in my life um, on a daily basis, the more I understand that love. I love it. Yeah, it makes me think of uh, one of my favorite Psalms, Psalm 34, 8. You know, taste and see for yourself yes. that God yes. is good. Yeah. 
And I think that's why I'm so drawn into the contemplative and, you know, mystical practices is that um, Jesus is very clear, you know, John 17, when he says eternal life is this, that you would know the father. And there's an, there's an intimacy in that. It's not eternal life is this, that you get to go to heaven someday. It is no, I mean, that's a part of it. Uh, Hey, being with God for eternity. yeah. Yeah. But also don't miss the experience of the gospel today. Don't miss the power of the gospel today. And exactly. so that kingdom I, I, come, that yeah. will be done, right? <laughs> On earth. Yes. Yeah. As it is in heaven. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you know, I would, I want to tell you too, because I don't want to skip over the, the part that scripture plays in my life. Yeah. Because most of the time I would say where I experienced that, touch from God is in his word. Yeah, me too. Just the word that I needed for that day. Um, yeah, that's why I like to start there even when I do my like my silence and solitude prayer time. I want to start with scripture because he's got something to say to me then yes. that I can hold in that time. You know, yeah. the scripture is huge. Yeah. Um, and there's well, many other practices, but I'm sharing with you just the two that you asked for. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. (laughs) Well, as we, um, as we wrap up here, I, I want to say that, uh, the glory of the gospel study was huge for my wife. So thank you. Yes. I mean, I experienced the fruit of that in our marriage and, uh, yeah, you and Steve, both, you guys are such a gift. And so kind of as we, as we close today, would you just pray a prayer, a gospel prayer over the people listening and almost an invitation to have that reconversion. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Yeah. Thank you. Well, Father, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for the glory of the gospel. Lord, I pray I have seen so many lives changed and so many relationships healed um, through doing this study. It's not our study, it's yours. That I pray, God, that many more um, would have access to it, not even necessarily the one we use, but something, something like that, Lord. I see it as the way to set the captives free. Yes to serve one another in love, which is really what we're set free to do. Galatians says that. We're not set free to do whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it, but we are set free and energized by the beauty and the glory of the gospel message. And I thank you for Matt's asking me here today, Lord. I pray that if someone hears this podcast um, that would have a desire to do that, Lord, then to Christ be the glory. So I thank you for this time that we've had. I pray that you continue to bless Rhythm Church, Lord. Um, And as, as Paul Thompson, the author of Our Glory of the Gospel Study, says in Lesson 7, folks, It's all about falling in love with Jesus. That's what it's about. So I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
Come on. So good. Thank you, sister. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the Life and Rhythm Podcast. We are on mission to live freely and lightly with one another for the good of others. Peace.